curious, competitive, compassionate. Salespeople are drawn to their careers in much the same way musicians are drawn to music. Once you've learned the language of sales, the beauty is in your ability to personally interpret what you've learned to suit your personality, your interest, and your skill. My name is Roger Burnett, and this is the So You're In Sales podcast, where we consider ways to grow as people as we advance in our careers and learn firsthand from those ahead of us on the path to accelerate our journey. I'm lucky to get to talk every two weeks with entrepreneurs, business owners, thought leaders, authors, and people of all walks of life, each with a unique story to share and a look at their lessons along the way. Prepare to be educated, informed, entertained, and inspired. This is the So You're In Sales Podcast. The So You're In Sales Podcast is sponsored by Social Good Promotions. Social Good Promotions was founded on the premise that any business can stand out from their competition when they are doing things they really believe in. True success these days is measured by the ways your employees feel about working for you and the ways your business is making the community a better place. Ultimately, it's about the ways you and your business will be remembered. If you're looking to grow your sales revenue while activating social good at the same time, we'll be your favorite marketing partner ever. Book a meeting with us at socialgoodpromotions.com, follow us on Instagram at sogoodpromo, and let's get connected. We've done great work using our unique and effective strategy. Let us show you how. Now, today we are at day two of PPAI Expo in Las Vegas. Day two of the show. I guess we've been here for more than two it's days. Day six. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and uh, I've got the real good fortune to be joined live and in person by the newly immediate past president of the PPAI Board of Directors and the president of industry distributor Image Source out of Seattle, Tom Goes. Hey, Tom. Thank you. Good to meet Good you. Good to be Vince. here. Yeah. See you again. So um, let's let's talk a little bit about your background, Tom, so that people kind of know what we're dealing with here. So sure. in addition to being president of Image Source, you're also the executive in residence at the University of Washington Bothell School of Business, where you speak and you uh, mentor and advise some of the uh, undergrads in the grad MBA program. Yep. Uh, you're also recognized a little while ago by the Puget Sound Business Journal for being uh, in the top 40 dynamic leaders and entrepreneurs. Uh, you ran NWPMA for a couple of years, so yep. I'm, I'm sympathetic to your cause <laughs> there. And uh, Glutton for punishment. And I'll tell you, man, you, you I always compliment you. You know, I think you're one of the best dressed guys in the whole <laughs> industry. So especially your shoe game is on point, man. You always do a great job. And, uh, you, you know, from what I know from you and our friendship, you're a, you're a hell of a competitor. You hate to lose. It's fact, sure. <laughs> That's good for sales, yeah. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. So so welcome, man. I'm yeah, glad to have Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. excited and, to be here. And this is fun for us. Like, uh, I don't typically get to do them in person. So right, yeah, right. It's fun to be able to actually sit across from you and, and have you roll your eyes at me when I ask you a dumb <laughs> question, right? So. Well, I love sales. It's what we do, right? And so, uh, you know, your podcast is pretty awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks. So there was a specific topic, as is typically the case when I invite people on, um, you know, as I'm examining the different uh, 
um, disciplines that kind of make up being a successful salesperson today, regardless of industry. Yeah. I'm always looking for folks that I feel like might have a little bit of an extra insight on a particular topic. And so today, you know, I kind of chased you down around this notion of experiential marketing. And I know that you and Image Source are uh, leaders in that space. So I wanted to kind of pick your brain a little bit and Hopefully, uh, the people that are listening along will be interested in the topic as well, or else yeah. I've done a really crappy job of asking the question. <laughs> right, right. So, but um, just so that we make sure that everybody who's listening has an understanding kind of what we're saying, experiential marketing, a lot of times, you know, people will assign their own values to what that term means. So uh, within the context of this discussion, I want to make sure that we, we sort of explain. So um, as, I, as I've mentioned to you, you know, in, in my discussion of the topic, I believe as we we marketers are in search of impressions, that there's been this migration away necessarily from some of the other traditional forms of advertising, and people are trying to figure out ways to get people immersed in their brand experience in a different way. Yep. And so in a, in a lot of situations now, what you'll see is uh, brands putting on events so that they have the opportunity to have their prospects be immersed in that culture for however brief or long that may be at whatever expense it may incur in order for that to, to happen. But you know, bringing people to that moment where they have a chance to actually be immersed in the brand for that moment. So is that a, yeah. a fair assessment? Yeah, absolutely. I think every, you know, clients and, and myself as a distributor with image source as well is, is looking for differentiation. And that is tough to do in a crowded marketplace for us in the promotional products industry and our clients and for whatever industry they're in. And so um, experiential marketing is a a clutter buster, really, (laughs) you know, and um, it's not easy to do. You know, it's, it's, there's some challenges and, 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 uh, and takes time and resources. And so, sure. um, But it doesn't always, you can do, you can do it on a budget as well. And, and we do it as a company and we do it for our clients as well. And, and it definitely uh, differentiates us, I think, from sure. from others from competitors the same in the market. marketplace yeah. yeah for sure just for the simple notion of them knowing that they're going to have that opportunity and especially if you've created it in a way that there's some cachet to it you know it goes from being a burden to something that people can actually look forward to right yeah. to, to be looking forward and marking a calendar for a chance to interact with your brand isn't uh, something that's easily accomplished. So, yeah. so good. So I'm glad that we're kind of okay on that. So talk talk to me from your perspective, sort of like how you found yourself in that moment where you're like, hey, this is a thing and it can be something that's successful. So kind of speak to that early stages of how that worked. Yeah, I think for us, um, you know, the first thing we really, the first time we really did this was really around a supplier partner, Nike, actually. They um, approached us that they wanted to expose their brand as a supplier to end user customers and, and we're trying to figure out how to do that. And sometimes it's geographical, you know, I'm in Seattle and I have an office in Portland and, and they're uh, in the Portland market there. Sure. And so we came up with this, you know, Nike VIP event um, where we'd bring down a small selection of clients of image source and, and give them a VIP campus tour, um, uh, they would do a, the head of their global uh, marketing would do a presentation nice. so they get a little bit of uh, education out of it a tour of the campus right and, and which is an impressive see, campus too it's, right mean. it's absolutely incredible and yeah. then shopping at the store I mean right. there's always a carrot there that um, I think draws people in and so um, we started doing those uh, VIP events and found that we were reaching 
prospects mm-hmm. that we couldn't normally get because they, you know, they had a passion around the Nike brand sure, or, sure. And, and they wanted to really check it out. And also our top customers that we could barely get any time with, mm-hmm. all of a sudden I had like six hours with them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what a great opportunity to uh, collide, connect and build our relationship. And so those were things. And then, you know, of course we started hearing from customers if they could do, you know, the something like that or mm-hmm. you know they're looking like you said they're they're looking to immerse their clients into their brands and and sometimes they're just looking to uh, create something different than a you know promotional product or you know print or any other advertising and so we've done things even um, on-site t-shirt printing right mm-hmm. and, and that's really not we're, we're not vertically uh, integrated for manufacturing I outsource that but you know I brought on a a t-shirt printer. We do an end user event uh, that has about 550 end users. Wow. It's, it's a big customer event. And that was one of the ideas that we had there is like, let, let's show them the experience mm-hmm. of what we go through to actually to produce the garment. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so they could pick the color and we had, you know, three different designs. And then we started getting, Hey, can, can you do that event for us? Uh-huh. And, and so, and then we're on site for that. You know, it's a, it's a third party contractor that comes in, but we're on site. We're part of the, their the brand, yeah, sure. because we're part of the team, and that's really um, that brand extension and relying on us, uh, you know, is is exactly what we want. Sure, so it's, a, sure. it's a good opportunity for us to um, partner with them and and spend some time and no doubt create, I mean, create something special for them in in their events. Right. Well, you know, if you think about it, traditionally, if you were lucky to try to figure out a block of time that you might spend with a client, you know the things that come to mind to me are sort of like, I'm going to take you out for a round of golf. Sure. Right. Well, so only a certain part of your demographic of your client base would even accept a golf invitation, much less actually come out with you. So, you know, by expanding or or even taking someone to a sporting event or a concert, you know, something along those lines, the challenge in that is sure it's experiential and they're they may be making a positive association with you in that moment but it's really hard to talk business at a concert yeah <laughs> yeah where as opposed to when you're actually created a brand experience the entertainment is there but that's secondary they realize that they're actually there for the purpose of having that immersion yep. in that moment and like i said if you've done it well you you have a much broader uh, demographic of people who would actually be willing to participate than a concert or a sporting event or golf or any of those things, yeah. but for the same amount of time investment. Yeah, and I key. think they want a business reason, right? And you know, golf and and you know, connecting with your clients to create that deep relationship is definitely meaningful. And at times, you can do that, but most clients really want some type of ROI out of mm-hmm. that interaction. Sure. And, and so, some of the experiences we've done, even at Image Source, we've done. Uh, um, we did this Cutter and Buck event called Is Your Brand Alive? And it was a fireside chat. So we got the CEO of Cutter and Buck to sit in it, our vice president of sales and marketing, and uh, the CEO of an ad agency did it at the Cutter and Buck offices and, and created a, uh, uh, a value around them promoting their brand. So listening to subject matter experts mm-hmm. on it and how they can do that. And then we did a fitting. So they got to you know pick a jacket um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it got them immersed into image source, mm-hmm. cutter and buck, and then they were able to, you know, to walk away with some professional development right. from, some, from industry experts. Yeah, that's, that's a triple header of a victory right yeah, there. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> right. And it's kind of a win for all of us. It's not just, 
yeah, you know, uh, image source. Uh-huh. It's not just Cutter and Buck, and it's not just the end user customer of, of ours. They everyone got value out of that that mm-hmm. experiential marketing event. Mm-hmm. So, well, and I think it's interesting to hear you say that you've actually been able to replicate the model that you presented with the the people who participated because they saw so much value in it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. How often do you have a moment where you've presented someone something with the intended consequence actually being the outcome? Right, right. (laughs) It's very infrequent when you actually get that opportunity. So what better way to know that you're on the right track when you've produced it than to get that request to come from the person who participated? I mean, it's, it's such a great endorsement on whether or not there was an effective ROI on what you just created, right? Yeah. And, and the fact that it, in some instances, was even immediate from the participants saying, like, hey, can you talk to me right away about, like, I want to do this yeah. kind of thing, right? So, yeah. And sometimes it pops up in areas where you don't normally think of it. I mean, as a promotional products distributor, you know, or agency, as sure. we would call ourselves, sure. you know, we're really trying to solve, uh, you know, a purpose. The client has a purpose they want. They don't want a pen or a shirt or you know, a logoed product. They want to drive sales or reward their employees or, you know, drive booth traffic at their trade show. And so when they've come to us with a need, then we can work backwards and see if experiential marketing and, and branded merchandise fit into that in, sure. in some manner. And so, um, you know, we've done such things as, uh, you know, a pop-up store, a mobile showroom, mm-hmm. you know, on-site at events, including uh, we did one here in uh, Las Vegas for a client, you know, and I know others are doing that, but it's an experience. They get to immerse themselves within, you know, a, a s- selection of products, mm-hmm. you know, on-site in an event. Um, we've done uh, Nike fitting events, you know, at, uh, at golf events, at national sales meetings, um, mm-hmm. and, and those are those are really great experience. Obviously, Maui Gym's been pretty famous of, of theirs, and we've sold quite a few of those programs where um, they go on site and, and yeah. get a custom-fitted um, Maui Gym. So, you know, the, those type of experiential marketing um, events really add value and are very different than, you know, our normal day-to-day you know, promotional product sale. Sure. Well, I mean, you think about it. Most of the time, if you're fortunate enough to have an interaction with a prospect that is outside of their their own four walls, which, you know, congratulations if you've been able to even accomplish that much because Absolutely. most of the time it's almost impossible. But in, in our environment, if you are fortunate enough to get that, it's usually at your showroom. Yep. And so they come to the showroom. I don't care who the buyer is. They come with some... Um, hesitation, yeah. some sort of like, I have to be on guard because I'm going into the lair of the place where they're wanting to sell me stuff, yep. right? Whereas as opposed to if you take it to a neutral location that doesn't frame the same discussion in the context of a power struggle between the buyer and the seller, and you put it in a neutral environment to where everyone feels more comfortable, you typically have a better result because that person isn't donning that same responsibility or need for protection. Yeah. Right. So, so you're removing that obstacle in many ways, just by the very nature of get the invitation and where you're trying to get them. Yeah. So, so as that picked up steam for you, did, did that precipitate any organizational changes within image source to be able to, to better support this effort as you've, as you've continued to do it? I mean, what changes have you had to, to implement? Yeah. I think the first thing is just a mental shift. Right. I mean, you have to um, put this into your repertoire of tools. It's like, you know, you have to 
think about that th this could be an opportunity for the client. That's the first thing. I you know, we do have a marketing manager um, and a VP of sales and marketing. So, you know, we're lucky enough to have um, resources that we can help dedicate to do that because it, it doesn't come without some work. Sure. Um, and it's a different set of objectives than making sure that a, a delivery shows up on time. Yep. Right? I mean, it's a completely different kind of project. Yep. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a little more creative and out of the box. And I think, you know, a lot of people... You know, just think of like an end user event or or something. It, it, it can be very simple, but also if it, if it's too simple and there's no value for the client, then it's going to fail. And so mm -hmm. you really have to think: How can I create value for this client? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's on a business level, and and then even deeper on a personal level. And some of those examples I gave um, offered that. You know, we're doing uh, a North Face experience here in about two weeks. And sort of the same type of thing is, is really launching that North Face product. Um, although it's been around, it's, it's, you know, a deeper entry into the promotional products industry. We right. And we want to, um, it, it's one specific Fortune 100 client of mine who, who we want to really immerse themselves within that brand because we think it'll really have a lot of legs. And so we're setting up a, it's maxed out at 45 people and we, we really frame it as a VIP event. It's mm -hmm. an, it's an invite only and, mm -hmm. and we'll print custom badges and we'll mail them to them and it's, nice. you know, it's a VIP and, right. and, uh, and again, they, they get to have a brand experience with the product. They get an education. There's two 20 minute educations on trends. Uh -huh. So we're doing a trend presentation and then they get to walk away with a jacket. And so nice. there's, there's business and gift. Sure. Right. And, and so, and they get to try it. You know, when you wear something like anything, we all know in, in the promotional products industry is, you know, you, you wear it and use it, you can sell it. Sure. Or you'll like it and want to buy it. Absolutely. So, absolutely. So, you know, those are type of opportunities. It helps us promote our brand too, not just for our clients. You know, I think, and, and for me, I can't, we, we're just, you know, We've been doing this for a couple of years, but I think the best is yet to come. Sure. Like we're just popping up with these experiential marketing right. ideas, right. and I think there's going to be more home runs that that I don't even know right sure. now. Well, yep. I mean, the first time we, we just start thinking of how can we penetrate this client or how can we promote this category, and then we're like an event. An you event. Know? Yeah. <laughs> Wait <laughs> and, a minute. <laughs> and then we try to up our game because I think, man, you can put on bad events. Sure. And, you know, how, how do you make it special for them? And it's not always throwing money at it. Right. You know, it's just creating value. Sure. And, and you have to sit in the client's seat and say, what, what would drive value to this client? Mm -hmm. And so, and, and we, we do like, we give a, an Uber uh, certificate number so they can Uber there for free, right? Um, and we've, we've sent, uh, you know, uh, vans or buses to, uh -huh. to, to bring people in because you've got to make it easy. Sure. If, if it's too hard... They're yeah. not going to attend. Any obstacle is an obstacle. Yes. Right? So, so no obstacles means zero obstacles. Yes, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And, you know, we all get invited to different events. And, you know, you no-show a lot, especially if you don't think they're going to notice or it's not valuable to you. So, you know, we really try to push that value proposition, mm -hmm. exclusivity, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and you know, make sure it's something that, that – you know, they're, they're going to want to attend and, and see it. Well, I was thinking about, so, you know, you, you, you geographically are in the, in, you have a, you have a, a somewhat of an advantage. You have Cutter there, mm -hmm. you have Nike there, right? Yeah. So somebody in the, in the Midwest might not have that same opportunity when it comes to who they might be working with. But, yeah. but here's the thing that I think from a mindset perspective, that's important is 
it doesn't necessarily have to be North Face. No. It doesn't have to be Nike. It could be whatever you want it to be from a product perspective because the end buyer doesn't know the difference. Yep. They don't, as far as they know, they're being invited to an event. Yep. And whatever the products that they're going to be immersed in really is up to the person who's producing the event, not the person who's attending the event. Yeah. Right? So now granted, there is some allure and there's probably some draw to saying like, come learn more about how your brand can be on North Face. Yep. But just because the factory isn't there doesn't mean you can't set up the same experience, right? Yeah. And so, so I'm hoping it's important that people understand like, it's whatever context you frame it in within yourself, it doesn't have to be the product that necessarily would be the draw, yeah. right? No, I think for us, um, I'm you know, based in the Seattle market, there's not a lot of um, manufacturers, suppliers in our, in our marketplace, really. Right. And so, Except for those. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> so we focused on brand, but you know, I think if I was in the Midwest or something and there was uh, you know, an uh, umbrella manufacturer or printer, I would create, you know, you know, an umbrella experience sure. where that, you know, they could be on site and, you know, see it constructed or see it printed and, right. and, and offer some value proposition that would, you know, sort of blow them away and sure. um, create an education around it. Mm-hmm. Something where they would, you know, think, well, you know, I, I, this is a can't miss event, you know? And uh, that's, that's, that's the allure of yeah. trying to have that person feel like, they're going to have that fear of missing out, yeah. right? If, because I didn't go. Yeah, and it, it's positioning, right? And and we really a lot of these events are are smaller, and they're you know say f, you know fifty people, and and we'll, we'll pin that as it's an exclusive. There's fifty people, right? And and I'll send the invite out and say you know you're my first invite. I, you know the, this is capping out at fifty. We can't hold any more people, and yep. and people tend to want to be a part of that, sure. you know, when, sure. versus just the, yeah. you know, big, big open. The notion of exclusivity. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. I want to be on that list. What's yeah. going on? So um, have you felt like, has it had, um, do you believe your brand is more polished in the eyes of those participants by virtue of your producing that? Absolutely. I mean, and what, yeah. how, so how does that manifest itself in feedback to you? Like, yeah. What, how does that look and sound like typically? Yeah, well, I mean, I think in our you know promotional products industry, we're, we're all looking to differentiate, and and it's it's funny in, in an industry there's so many different niches, mm-hmm. and and but there's also there's you know t- said to be twenty two thousand companies, <laughs> and generally they can offer same similar products right. uh, to to customers. So um, the differentiation is sometimes the creativity, um, you know, sometimes the process of uh, you know, solving a client's needs instead of just, you know, throwing a product at them and understanding their brand. And it's that consultative approach to, to, to it. And I think this takes it one level deeper and and it creates a, you know, a tighter bond with the client and, and differentiates us from the other promotional products company that's just coming in and offer offering a product. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And and so they think of us as a marketer Mm -hmm. and not a, Salesperson, and, right. and so that's really the the goal for us, and uh, and and for us now, we're just looking for opportunities where we can use experiential marketing, yeah. um, and and they're popping up all the time. The, the North Face one just came up. It was like, what if we did this? Right. I was like, oh, that would be so cool. <laughs> and, and I provided, and that was for one client. That's the target is just one client. Now it's a big client, sure, and they have a lot of contacts. But um, and then uh, I also pinned it as. You know, you're going to see some of your other employees uh-huh. that are cross market, and uh-huh. they were kind of excited about that. And I gave them an example, like you know, Susie's going to be there, and 
and Dave's going to be there. And they're like, oh my gosh, you right. know, they're no, I definitely have yes, to come. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so, um, they also, you know, know that those are, you know, exclusive people or, sure. you know, you know, the leaders in the organization and, and the events teams and the marketing teams. Right. And so, and right. they want to interact. We see a lot of that. And, we, and we've had other events where, um, our clients start working with our other clients, our, our collaborating, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, they're spending time together and, uh, you know, they, they see value in that. They see that, oh, well, you know, image source is working with, right. you know, Nintendo. Right. That's cool. Right. right. And so they, you know, they, they really get to By see virtue them. of association. Yeah. They yeah. see some of the other clients that we're working with and they're associating together. That's cool. That's yeah. really neat. That's a, that, that's a, that's a, one of those, like, you probably didn't start out thinking that that was what one of the outcomes was no. going to be, but super surprised yeah. and excited. Yeah. I call it collisions, right? You never know where this, this is a collision. Anytime you can connect and communicate. And yeah. Sometimes you know, magic happens. And, and, and some of the other things we've done are things like lunch and learns, and that's not a new idea, but, right. but it's a great way to go to a client and, you know, share cool, different ideas and have exposure to, you know, our industry and what we can offer. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've done, you know, fun things like cocktails and cool stuff. And that sounds way cooler than lunch and learn, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you invite someone to cocktails and cool stuff, um, they're coming. They're like, that sounds pretty cool. I like, I like, I like cocktails cool and I like cocktails. <laughs> yeah. So they like them both. And so, um, you know, we'll show up on site and, and set that up. And, and a bit, it's, a, it's about execution. You talk about what resources are needed and you need to execute, right? Sure. You need to think through it a little bit. Like how, you always come from the client perspective. Like right. how can I make this cool for them? Convenient for them. Right. You know, it's, it's sometimes it's hours. I've seen people do these shows and it's like, oh, it's, you know, one to six. Cause I want to, I want to conclude everyone. It's like, nope, you know, three to four. Right. You know, like again, that yeah. element of exclusivity, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Narrow it down. And, only going to be for a little bit of time. And there's yeah. only going to be so many people that are going to get to go to this. So yeah. you should probably sign up now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and even like the, the notion of something simple as not bringing a box lunch, but bringing a bar cart. And right. how that changes the notion of whether it would be something somebody would want to do or not, right? Yep. And it's just a simple shift. Yep. And and in some ways, actually, it's somewhat easier. Yep. Because people will make their own drink. Yep. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> they just want access. Yep. Right. So yep. so it's having that opportunity and and the the notion of um, that association is really important. So so in your mind, from experiential marketing, be it a North Face event or a lunch and learn to you, that's, it's all falls into the same category. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I bucket in, it's, a, they're very different, sure. you know, um, but they all create that experience with the customer, you know, and, in interaction and collision. And, and so, uh, you know, I, I, I put those all into experiential marketing, you know, as a big bucket. Yeah. Um, but they're very different. And, and like I said, I, you know, we're coming up with ideas all the time now. I can't wait for like right. in a year from now, what type of things we're going to be doing. Well, I'll make you a deal. We'll have, we'll do this again. Round two. I bet there'll be some cool new ideas that we cook up with. I bet. So, um, the other thing I wanted to ask sort of has, has the pace of this quickened for you? Is it like we did one in six months and then we didn't do another one for nine months, but now we've done three in the last three months. Like, is is that what you're saying? Yeah. The rate, the rate of, you know, once we've seen the success, yeah, yeah, we've really ramped it up and, and some of the bigger ones take a lot of time, you know, and, and 
resources and even, you know, inviting customers. That's a different, you know, it's like that invite process can be um, a bit of work and daunting. And so, but yeah, now, and and some of the simpler ones like, you know, cocktails and cool stuff that those could be executed weekly. It's not hard to put those on. Um, But yeah, the the rate at which we want to do it, we actually have a line item now in our budget around it. So, you know, that's when you know you're getting serious about it. Yes, uh, exactly. You're you're actually budgeting dollars for it now. Yeah, yeah. and we have a strategic plan and one of the key elements of our, our marketing efforts for us is experiential marketing you know mm-hmm. that's and, and we see that as a differentiator and and you know we, we hope you know there's others doing it but simply sure. not a lot i mean it's 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 not a, a, a common practice no, within it's not, our industry it's not ubiquitous at all yeah. right and, yeah. and to me like the some of the other side benefits for you personally as you put on those events is i'm sure you're shooting video you're taking pictures you're Absolutely. getting testimonials and all of that is content for you for your personal brand moving forward. So yes, it's a customer event, but in a lot of ways it's a content generation moment that you can leverage for however long you want to use it from that point forward. Right. So, and we share it on our social media and and promote it to our clients so they can see that we're, you know, one of the things that we noticed, um, we had a sales summit and asked our salespeople, what makes us different? A lot of it was came back as our culture. Uh Right. And, um, and kind of how we go to market and, and we, we want to box that and share it with our clients. Right. Sometimes it just lives within the walls. And so, right. you know, part of that's our experiential marketing. Part of it's just, you know, our, who we are, and sure. our brand promise. Sure. And well, and to me, like, um, I, I doubt. So if I need to message my prospects, I actually want something off on the horizon to be messaging towards anyway. Yep. It's a reason for me to have to contact that prospect yep. on a schedule with a new message every time that says, the last time I told you it was six months away, now it's five. Yep. Now it's four. Yep. Now it's three. Now, if you don't register now, you're not going to get to go yep. sort of thing, right? So, yep. so when, I, and I would see this all the time when I was a distributor sales manager, I'd watch my salespeople when it came time to do prospecting. And they were reinventing the wheel with every single call. Yep. And it's like, if you pick a campaign yep. and you have messaging built against that campaign, you don't have to make it up every single time. And it makes selling so much easier yeah. <laughs> if you know, oh, I've got this many days until that event, then these are the targets. Your messaging is pretty much written for you. It's just a matter of what words are you going to use. Yeah. And a lot of times for prospecting, it's just timing that, you know, sometimes you touch a client's the, Hey, Oh, I was going to contact you anyway. And you know, thanks for reminding me, but there's purpose to the contact. Yeah. Not just like, Hey, how's it going? Yeah. You know, like, you know, uh, you know, they think of us now um, just because we're having contact with them. So it creates that um, touch point. So, um, Kind of in closing, what I wanted to really, um, so as is typically the case, I'm always thinking of the distributor who perhaps what they've heard has been interesting to them. Yeah. And perhaps they're like, I I think maybe I would want to give this a shot. Yeah. In your mind, what would be the best first thing for that person to do if they're motivated at this moment to consider maybe making a step in this direction? Yeah, I think you got to dip your toe a little bit, you know, before you do a grand event and spend you know, 10,000 or $20,000 <laughs> on this massive event, give it a shot, you know, sure. try the lunch and learn, um, uh, to, you know, try the cocktails and cool stuff, execute an event. Mm-hmm. Um, and then think about what you have 
in your area, in a resource pool, in your supplier base, your client base. You can you can do a customer, you know, event at a client. Help promote their brand sure. with your other brands. Sure. And so, you know, look around and, and see what you have resource wise around you, and uh, and then partner with them. They want to promote their brand. Our suppliers want to promote their brand. Sure. Our customers want to promote their brand. So. Um, if you have a cool customer, um, you know, try to get your customers within there, and, and then they, it's a win-win-win. And so, yeah, um, sure. I think I think you know, executing events and you get competency, mm-hmm. and then you get confidence, and then it kind of builds from there. So that that would be um, my suggestion: is to you know, use your resources, you know, and build up. <laughs> so what I hear you say, Tom, is try. Right, yeah. You got to swing. Just, That's just the first try. thing. Yeah, yeah. Try, try, try should be good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, to me, I think really um, the takeaway that, that I'm, I'm hoping people will get is you, you didn't, you just had to start yourself. Yeah. And once you started, the pace has improved, the quality of the events have improved, the desire of your end users to participate has improved, and it's all a result of having started. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So. There was no roadmap. It was just, you know, creativity and an effort. Yeah. <laughs> a bunch of us in a room wanted to get together and have a party, and we needed to figure out a way to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. All right. Well, no. Tom, this has been great, man. I really appreciate the time. And Good to see you, Roger. Uh, hopefully it won't be another year till I see you. <laughs> hopefully not. Thanks, Thanks sir. Yeah.